Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Rugrin Radio. we got a great show for you tonight. Plenty of news and information to share. I am back from my trip to London. I know you enjoyed Michelle. We'll be talking about that in a little while. Tonight's special guest is Mary Lou Arnold, who has been Todd's production and tour manager, among many other things. She wears a lot of hats for Todd and has been for many, many years. And also did backup vocals on the tour, acapella. Back in the day, y'all all remember that, I'm sure, and is the wife of Jesse Gress, who is playing guitar with Todd on his upcoming tour, which we will also be talking about. Mary Lou, you with me? Yes, I am. Very good. <laughs> that was one of your favorite songs that I played there. You yes. gave me four, Parallel yes. Lines, Compassion, and God Said, but I went with that one today. Was that, uh, it sounded like a cappella. It was. Oh. That was from the best of Todd Rugger and Live. Cool. So I believe that was you in the background, am I right? Yes, you're right. There you go. See? <laughs> we got to tie it all in. That's how we roll here. We were the 11 voice orchestra. 11 voices. That's what he called us. Excellent. <laughs> I want to hear some stories about that, so we're definitely going <clears> to <throat> get okay. into all kind of things like that tonight. We're going to have some fun. If I hear some good stories, maybe you'll give us some information we're not supposed to have. <laughs> See if we can pry it out of you. <laughs> Oh, come on now. Uh, I'm a little froggy. I have, I unfortunately have a sore throat, but I'm here. I'm sorry, you're not feeling good. Nah, I came down with some kind of sore throat thing, but well, we won't worry about that. All right. So, what would you like to talk about first? The upcoming tour? Well, I do want to get into that. I got to make a couple announcements right quick. Well, and go ahead. I wanted to talk about a few things, but I want to make sure you knew you were, we were here and you were there and. Everything's good, so uh, I want to bring you in, though, and talk about that tour for sure and confirm, because I know you are the expert, make sure I got it right when we get to that point. I want to talk a little bit about Michelle Rugren, who was on last week. If you did miss that show, if you did not make it, 
You can go back to rongrenradio.com, of course, and listen to the archive. It was a great show. Michelle started the show a little late. That won't show up on the archive, and I will take partial blame for that. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with time. I was driving from Central Time to Eastern Time for my flight and then going to London Time, trying to deal with Hawaii Time. It was it was pretty wild. So right. anyway, wires got crossed, but we got the show done. It was great. And that was a show that included a lot of the family. If you missed it, you want to check it out. Reebok, uh, Reebok Randy and Todd were on there. And, of course, Michelle, she's a great host. She's going to try to call us tonight, talk to us a little bit. And I wanted to bring that up because this is the second month, basically, for Rugburn Radio. Tonight is. We started August 29th. Bill Bricker was our special guest. And since then, we have had a lot of people on this show. I'm sure you're familiar with many of them. You know, Chasm Sultan recently, Prairie Prince. We had Mike Keneally, mm-hmm. Todd Reynolds, who was with Ethel when they toured with Todd. Roger Linder's been a guest. We've had a Sandy Cinnamon, Michelle Rugren, you name it. In two months' time, we've had all those people. We've had fan nights, too, and we've had Todd Rugren on already. I mean, what a treat. Wow. And yeah, it's pretty good. Now we've got Mary Lou Arnold. And the reason I bring it up is not to pat myself on the back for this show, but it's to pat the fans on the back. Because without you and without the hardcore fans Todd has out there, these people wouldn't come on and talk to us. You know, if they didn't think anybody cared and they didn't know that you cared and you weren't willing to come check out these shows, we wouldn't have had the success that we've had. And we've had some great guests and some just some great stories and information that we've learned on the show, and it's just going to continue to get better, I think, and I appreciate you listening. And that's the main thing I want to let you know. I really appreciate it. Two months in, Todd's already been on. We hope to have him on in the future as well. We've had, you know, family friends, you name it, they've been on the show, fans, it's just been a wonderful experience, and we're going to keep it going, so let me roll into some announcements, Roger Powell is going to be a guest, so we are working on all the Utopia guys, we've had Chasm, we've had Todd, we've had Roger, or we will have Roger, that's going to be next month, that is going to be on the 8th, so you definitely don't want to miss that, just keep checking the site, sometimes we change times, etc., but Everything's always posted on TR Connection, Hot Toddy's MySpace page. We have a MySpace page, which is backslash Rundgren Radio, after MySpace.com, of course. So that is going to be a special show. You definitely don't want to miss it. I also want to let you know, speaking of the shows, from now on there will be two hours live if we want them to be. So if they continue to go, you won't have to listen to the archive to get all of the show. You can just keep listening because they're two hours live now. If we want to go that long, of course, we don't have to, but... That is now available thanks to Blog Talk Radio. Appreciate the folks over there adding that feature because sometimes we do roll a little bit past the hour and sometimes we even go the full two hours. So that's great news. Uh, another thing is Bill Bricker's ad, the Todd Rugman tribute ad that we all contributed to, most of us got our name in the ad, etc. The tribute ad for Todd, the 40th anniversary, that is going to be out in three days, I believe it is, November the 2nd. You want to pick up that issue of Rolling Stone magazine and check out the half-page color ad. It's going to be a fantastic-looking ad, and I know you've seen it. If you haven't, check it out at toddata.com, T-O-D-D-A-T-A.com, and that is coming up before you know it. Also, since we're talking about Utopia and guests, I told everybody, if you read the forums, etc., that we'll be making a special announcement about a future guest. Willie Wilcox has agreed to be on the show, so we're going to have him 
relatively soon, hopefully. We're trying to work it out. He's currently in Mexico, so if I could pull it off, I'm going to try to do it in November. If not, he will be back in the States in January, and we'll do it sometime then. But we have hit the quadfecta with the Utopia folks that most people know, the the last, last four anyway, Chasm, Todd, Roger, and Willie Wilcox. So I thought that would be a good announcement for tonight. And... Mary Lou, since you're sitting there having a list of me, I want you to do a little talking. Let's talk about this tour right quick. Before I do that, though, I do want to play something here that I think is exciting and relative to this tour. So let me play this clip. This is Michelle and I having a discussion on the second show on Rugged Radio. This was back in early September. So check this out, and we'll be right back. Why has Todd not been to Texas in a while when we know there's a big fan base there? And there's a lot of people, obviously, it's a very big state. Uh-huh. What's the story with that? It actually uh, has to do with promoters. It's not our decision where we tour. It has to do with when, when Todd's ready to tour, he calls Eric, his manager, who calls the agent, and the agent makes calls out to the U.S., to different areas. And it, some club owners or promoters will say yes, and some will say no. So really the only way to get him to your area is to have a promoter or a club owner, usually it's a promoter, um, to have the fans say we want him here and here's how many people want him. How about that? Let me tell you something, folks. If you do not know already, the first two shows of the upcoming tour are, guess where? That's going to be Texas, Dallas, Texas, Austin, Texas. Am I right? Yes, you're right. Excellent. Wonders never cease. That's it. Somebody somebody heard that message loud and clear. I don't know if it was from the show. We'll take credit for it. What the heck? But the good news is Dallas is getting Todd back. I know it's been a while. I'm happy for you. We get a lot of callers from Texas. We've got a lot of fans, a lot of helpers actually for the show as well. I will be there for the Dallas show, so I look forward to meeting some fans. If you're going to be there and you're listening, look me up. I will be there, and I will probably be pimping this show Want some form or fashion, maybe a T-shirt or something, so be looking for me. I'll be there with some friends from Texas. Can't wait. So let's do the rundown, Mary Lou, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but 12-2, December 2nd is Dallas, correct, at House of Blues? Yes. Very good. And they're going to take Monday off, and then Tuesday the 4th, they're in Austin, Texas at Antones? Yes. The 5th, New Orleans, House of Blues? You got it. Wow, New Orleans, what a fun place. <laughs> Excellent. And they, they were there... This year already, right? Well, they had a night off there, but they didn't play there. Yeah, they went to the Mothers, right? Got some po'boys, I hear. Yeah. Did you go? No, I wasn't there. You're not? No, Jesse okay. had a great time, though. Did he? He, mm-hmm. he liked the Cajun food? Well, Todd likes New Orleans. Very good. We all do. <laughs> I know I do. Very good. Okay, so off on the 6th. Mm-hmm. And then on the 7th, Pittsburgh? Yes. That's the Rex yeah. Theater? The 8th in Buffalo at the Trough? Yes. The 9th in Philadelphia? Yes. World, World Cafe? Cafe. Mm-hmm. The 10th, they're off. Mm-hmm. 11th in New York at the Blender? Yeah, and I want to say something at this point. I had posted some dates earlier, mm-hmm. just a few days ago. I gave the dates to Roger Linder so he can put them up on the TR Connection after Todd's manager, Eric Gardner. Yes. Gives me the go-ahead. Sure. And I'm not sure exactly when... At what moment the change came, but originally I had posted some dates in the Midwest for the 11th and 12th, and I apologize to anybody that rushed out and got their plane tickets, but 
there has been a change. Uh, those Midwest states were changed to East Coast states. Mm. So let's see. Where did we leave off? We left off on Sunday, the 9th. The 9th is Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And then a day off. Right. And then New York twice, Mm -hmm. the 11th and 12th. Mm -hmm. And then New Jersey, Asbury Park, Stone Pony, the 13th. Yes. Off on the 14th. Yes. Northampton, uh, Mass, Calvin Theater on 12-15. Uh-huh. Massachusetts. All right. And then 12-16, Alexandria, Virginia. Yes. The Birchmere. Yeah. Is that that's it? What I, that's what I have so far. Well, I know that there are some people, I can tell you for sure, that were disappointed in the change because Chicago was one of the ones, and I've been trying to get them to Chicago for a while. So hopefully y'all can reschedule that or, or make it happen. That would be wonderful for the folks in Chicago. I know they want to show. I think Detroit's on the list and people begging for Detroit. Yeah. So are y'all planning on adding any? Do you know? Um, I can't really say at this point. I know that the booking agent, as Michelle explained, mm-hmm. you know, we have a booking agency and an agent that goes out and shops the show and sees, you know, where the offers are. It really depends on the avails, as they're called, because this is kind of last minute. So a lot of the venues that we really wanted, we couldn't get. Mm-hmm. because they were already booked. It doesn't mean they don't want Todd. It just means that those dates were already taken. Okay, so and what was the decision, you know, all of a sudden for this particular tour? Uh, you know, what what was the main thing that got it going? Well, I guess you have to ask Todd. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess he decided he needed to go back out and work, yeah. And He's just ready to roll. People want him to keep playing. They Absolutely. They were very excited about the shows in September. And uh, the response to that was great, and I'm sure a lot of people said, "Hey, you know, come on, keep going." Mm-hmm. So uh, he could better speak. You know, he he would should speak for himself rather than me saying. But I would think that that was a lot of his motivation. Well, sure. If you're doing, if, if you're succeeding, why not continue? I think yeah, that's great. Working. You betcha. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess that that Texas show is gonna be pretty crowded. I would imagine so. When I remember when we did the acapella tour, we played in Dallas, and it was so successful that when we looped back across the country, we played Dallas a second time. So it, we do have a lot of fans there. Todd has a lot of fans in Texas. And a lot of I, fans. And in as Texas. I was explaining before, you know, it it's not like you can just call up a club and say, "I want to do a show there at this on this date." Uh, in fact. The way it works is there are holes put on a show. Like one group might have first hold, another act or artist, the second hold, third hold, fourth hold. It goes pretty far down the list. So in some of these cases where we would have loved to have played, but we were sixth on the list or fifth <laughs> on the list, you know, your odds are not good mm-hmm. that you're going to get that night. And mm-hmm. so it's it's not an easy job booking the show. I bet. It's not, and in, and even though I know a lot of people say, well, why don't you play here or there on a certain date? It is. I wish it was that easy. I wish we could just call. Well, it y'all just keep it. trying, and that's all you can do, you know. And hopefully, yeah, you'll you'll yeah, make it around. So. I mean, he keeps touring so much, he'll get there. Uh, it sounds like. But let me. Yeah. I'm going to take a call right quick, and the main reason is because I want to see if the sound's okay. If if you're loud enough, I want to ask him. And this is somebody I believe from Chicago. They probably want to cry a little bit about the change of venue. Eight four seven. Are you with me? 
Yes. Hi, Rockwell. Mary Lou. It's Rockwell. Knew it. <laughs> hey, Rockwell. Let me ask something before you called. Could you hear Mary Lou? Okay. Um, she. I think she's quieter than you are in the song. I, I could barely hear. <laughs> Mary Lou, could you just maybe try uh, putting your mouth a little closer you want to the me phone? To talk louder. There you go. That'd be great if you could. Okay. But what I did was I put my um, headphones into my computer, and that has solved my hard of hearing problem on my desktop. I got you. Well, I'm kind of a big mouth. I don't want to. Yeah. Have her see well, too much lighter. Well, and I'm probably talking more softly well, because of my throat. Okay, don't you worry addressed, about that. You addressed all my concerns. I live in Chicago, and I am just totally crushed. <laughs> I know it's oh, not your I fault. Know. And I know Todd has a lot of fans here, and he plays here all the time, and sometimes, you know, two days in a row he has played. Mm-hmm. So I'm just calling to beg, 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 please. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's not a lot of availability like you discussed because in a town like this, you know, a lot of things are booked up, I know, at places at venues. Yeah, most venues book months in advance. Yeah, Especially but I know House of Blues like was play. open that day. What was that? Uh, House of Blues did not have anyone scheduled that day that I know was posted, and I called there right away when I read it on TR Connection, and the guy went, no, that hasn't been confirmed. And I said, oh, yes, it has, thinking that the TR Connection knew more <laughs> yeah, than we did. Yeah, because I posted the date. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what day was that supposed to be? The day that he is now in New Jersey. Yeah. He probably what, uh, The 13th, I think. Yeah, I think the December. decision was to also, in terms of travel at that time of the year, mm-hmm. Uh, going, you know, since we were definitely playing Philadelphia, mm-hmm. to make the routing mm-hmm. a little less painful, <laughs> you know, just going to New York and also mm-hmm. the chance to do a couple of nights in Manhattan is really important. Not that nice. Chicago yeah. isn't, but I would think that, you know, that routing going from Philly to New York to New Jersey, you know, sticking to the East Coast sure. makes it easier for Todd and the band. Yeah, Rockwell, I don't want to hurt your feelings, baby, but I'm not I'm not coming to I'm not coming to Chicago in December, I can tell you that right now. Oh, we Too have cold. beautiful weather here now. No way. Global warming. It is yeah. not cold here anymore. I'm not kidding. Unless I'll call you on this I'll write you on December 13th and I guarantee okay. it'll probably be 40 50 degrees. That's fine, but I bet that wind's blowing hard over there. Depending. That's but yeah, I'm usually a very happy person and I am very down. Oh, don't please, down. please don't try to fit one in. <laughs> well, okay, we'll start. We you know, it's also you have to keep in mind the cluster factor. You know, we can't just go to one city and then zip mm-hmm. back across the country. Yeah, maybe something else fell through that was originally yeah. planned. Yeah, well, I know the people in Ohio are you probably know, upset I mean, too. There are so many factors that mm-hmm. influence where the tour finally ends up going. And I was so excited about posting this that, you know, I, I well, I, I thought they were all set, but mm-hmm. the cha- <laughs> a lot of times changes do happen. And I can only say to everybody, please try and wait to get your tickets before, <laughs> you know, your tickets for the show, right. before you buy your plane tickets. Right. Or use an airline that'll hook you up if you do have to change, like yeah, Southwest. I, think, I mean, it's rock and roll. You know, That's right. Anything can happen and anything Subject. can change. Subject you know, to change. We try. We really try to not have too much of that, you know, canceled shows and things of that type. 
you know, Todd never cancels a show. Hmm. I mean, we do it, hell or come high water, and we travel through snowstorms and everything else to get to shows. But, um, you know, again, I, I, to the best of my knowledge, everybody, the, uh, these are the correct cities and venues for that time slot. And I'm sure there'll be more shows down the line. I just don't have dates or cities for you yet. But uh, Chicago will be at the top of the list, I'm sure. There you go. We're going we're gonna to take over now that we've got Texas taken care of. We'll, we'll make Chicago our new rally cry <laughs> here on Rugged Radio. Rockwell, we appreciate Chicago the call. for nine years. I love that city. The Windy City. Mm-hmm. Now, Mary Lee, let me just say this, because we've uh, basically been – beating up on you and Todd and everybody for changing the tour, but we're happy he's touring it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I mean, you got a whole month of December. What a great uh, early holiday and present. It's only a month away. I'm telling you. Amazing. I know it. Yeah. I think it's all good. And it kind of spread out a little bit better than that West Coast tour. I mean, you go, you know, it's it's a little uh, little easier, at least for this kid, to get to some of the shows. I'm looking forward to them. And, and uh, don't don't get us wrong. We really do appreciate it, and we wish he could play in all 50 states every year, twice, three times, four times. But uh, do you have any ideas? Is the set list going to be the same as West Coast, or are they going to change that up? Do you have any idea? It'll be the same show, basically. Unless I mean, again, I'm I can't speak for Todd, but if if he if he might have something he wants to pull out of his hat or change, but basically it'll be that show mm-hmm. and. I think everybody knows that Prairie was already booked for the first week in December. Yeah. He has gigs with the Starship. But we got Michael Urbano. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Nearly Human Band. Excellent. Great drummer. So, it, you know, Mike will be playing with the guys. Michael will be the drummer, and it'll sound fantastic. That'll work. So I don't we'll think anybody's ever complained about substitutions because Todd, I'm sure, knows his musicians very well. Yeah, but I think he plans on staying with, you know, that show. Great. Let me ask you this. Are you going to be on those shows? Are you going to those shows? I usually try to pop in to, for one or two of them. So I how many do you think you I don't go on the road anymore. Okay. But you... uh, I do try to come and hear them at least once or twice during a tour. So would it be safe to say that although you've probably seen hundreds of shows, that you're not sick of hearing Todd yet. Oh, never. <laughs> oh, oh uh, no, he's my inspiration. Good he's deal. Amazing. I'm just totally amazing singer, guitar player. Uh, of course, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I I don't I was on the road for what nearly 20 years, yeah. and then you know after a while it starts depleting your immune system. Here I am sitting here talking to you with a sore throat, so I guess you got a clue that. Sometimes I get run down, so I decided, and Todd decided, we both decided that, you know, rather than my having to um, go on the road, I can work as, well, I think my new title is tour director. Tour director. I like that. Director. That's a that's an upgrade. It's a promotion. <laughs> well, if you if your throat starts bothering you, let us know. Um, I will. I'll just, if I start sounding really froggy. I'll just start making up answers for you and telling tour stories that, that might not be true, but I'll make up some good ones for everybody's <laughs> entertainment value. But uh, all the tours you went to, what was your favorite tour? Oh, God, that's a really hard question. You mean in terms of the music that he was doing? The whole deal, the music, the, the atmosphere, the fans, whatever you well, think. Well, of course, you know, I'm prejudiced. 
That's an easy I got answer. To sing on the acapella right. tour. <laughs> okay, as a fan, not a not a singer. What's your favorite tour? But I also loved that show. I mean, the music was just incredible. I mean, pretending to care, compassion. Mm-hmm. I mean, love is the answer. I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable music. So, and that was a thrill because when we went into a venue. You always knew wherever we were playing, whether it was an auditorium, a theater, or a bar. As soon as that group walked out on the stage, we knew people were going to be blown away. I mean, it was just such a powerful musical show. Yeah. So, anyway, that was one of my favorites. Uh, but, let's see. Oh, dear. The, my very first Todd Rundgren show was Adventures in Utopia. And I had just started working at Utopia Video. And I remember going to that and thinking, wow, you know, you know how can you be so perfect? Because I had done a lot of singing in my past in, when I lived in Chicago. And I was just completely awestruck by his his singing. It was just, it just blew me away. Uh, I, I would love to delve deep into some of that, but I am not going to be a hog tonight. You have a <laughs> long line of callers that want to say hello and ask questions, so I'll save mine for later if I've got time. And again, if you if you start feeling bad, just let me know. Okay. And, uh, uh, otherwise, we're going to we're going to come I at was, you. I was singing this weekend at a concert at Levon Helms Place, and and I was it was cold, and I was standing outside talking to people, so I probably just picked up a little bug, but I'm okay. All right. Well, I hope you get the feeling well, better. We'll keep going here. There you go. We got a call from eight one five area code. You with me? Hello. Hello. Hey, Jim. Uh, Jimbo, how are you? Hey. New to the program. Heard it a couple times in repeat. How are you Great. doing, Mary Lou? Hi. Who's this? My name is uh, Jimbo. Uh, Jim Snyder, actually, Rockford, Illinois. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good. I uh, picked up late, and uh, the uh, thing I forgot you were on tonight. And uh, I've, God, I've been just hoping when uh, I listened to the show uh, last week that uh, Ted was doing some shows, and Chicago's going to get knocked out again, huh? For Haven't seen him for a year? It's not dead yet. It's just dead for December. Yeah. <laughs> just for December, huh? We're going to rally cry for Chicago to be back on the list. How about, how about New Year's Eve? I think we got six of them here. There's there's something going on New Year's Eve. Michelle and Todd mentioned last week. They didn't tell us what it was. Michelle's going to call tonight. Hopefully, maybe we can get the scoop. Maybe it is Chicago. Yeah, because we've done a, we've done we spent a lot of New Year's with Todd. I think it's seven. I can count. Hey, yeah, I Jim, used to play at the Park West a lot. Park West, uh-huh. uh, the Vic once. The uh, Vic, yeah. Oh yeah. gosh, Jimbo. Uh, yes. You've seen several New Year's Eve Todd shows, right? Oh yeah. Okay, I want to ask you and Mary Lou if y'all were at this one. Hang on, I want you to hear a clip right quick, okay? Hang tight. God is drunk. That is the infamous Chicago New Year's Eve show. Where may have had a lot of adult beverage. Were you there? Wasn't it the solo show where he uh, played piano, acoustic guitar, like... Uh, 80, maybe 384. I believe it was. Sounds like a pretty fun show. Yeah, yeah. Well, were you there, Mary Lou? I'm, I'm trying to think back. Uh, 83, I worked at Utopia Video. Okay. Nine, started January 1980, so 80, 81, 82, 83. 
I might have been. Well, what I was I was told about this show was that there was, were two. There were there two was, that there day. Were two shows. I went to both yeah. shows. Yeah. The the first show was was stellar. I mean, he was just as, as he can be. I mean, you know, he he likes to have a lot of fun on New Year's Eve. Right. And uh, he um, he uh, he was very good. And then they had the intermission and, you know, brought fans out that didn't have tickets for the second show. And then the second show, uh, they bought the fifth or sixth song, if I remember right, because I was probably pretty tipsy, too. Uh, he was pretty intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I've seen Todd, oh, God. Um, very first show I saw was uh, 1980, no, 1977, September 3rd, Alpine Valley. It was the day Oops, Wrong Planet's. Uh, was released, and I think in probably a hundred shows I've seen, I've probably seen him three times ever drunk. I mean, just <laughs> obviously drunk. So what, now, as a fan, yeah, I, I think fun. it would be fun because it, you know, you know, in a way it was fun. Yeah. Um, I have a show that was a New Year's Eve, and it was at the Park West, and I believe it was 1990. Oh God, I want to say it was 93. And uh, he, he, oh gosh, I think it was 93. It was either 93 or 94. He played two years in a row, back-to-back at the Park West. And uh, the show was just about over, and they were doing Bang on the Drum. And Todd was running, they had a huge group of musicians on stage. And I don't remember the specific musicians, but he is running around on the stage. Then he runs off, and all of a sudden, I'm standing back by the soundboard, and I think that the... uh, I was waiting for the show to end because it went on a long time, and, and which was fun. And all of a sudden, I get hit, blindsided, and this guy grabs me around the, the uh, around the chest, and he goes, "Happy New Year, motherfucker!" <laughs> and it was Todd. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And then he gives me five, and then he runs through the aisles, and then jumps back up on stage. And it was just, it was just a phenomenally. I mean. He's just so much fun. I, Isn't that, that's, yeah, I think so, too. I, I mean, we're probably embarrassing a little bit if you listen here or gets to hear the archive, but I, I think that's a blast. <laughs> I would love to see a show like that. I mean, he's earned the right to be able to have some party and have some fun with his fans, and I'm sure they probably all appreciated it and had a good time, too. But, hey, look, we've got a lot, lot long callers. Do you, do you have a question? Um, no, I was, just, I was just questioning about, you know, in Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison, you know, someplace yeah. in the Midwest. I mean, we'll keep the rally going, man. Well, there'll yeah. be more coming, I'm sure. Cause, cause, it's not like they're not still, you know, shopping, you know, for shows. I mean, it's not like this is the end. We'll make it happen. It's only, yeah, it's only uh, that's 15 days, right. So uh, we'll, we'll keep the rally crowd going. And, Jimbo, we do appreciate the call. And we're going to move to... I don't think Caller. I saw that show, the, the one he was uh, no. about. <laughs> I just I would have remembered that. That is a classic uh, story, you know, that uh, Todd is God, and he goes, God is drunk. I just love it. I think it's hilarious. But we got a call from 818. 818, you with me? I am. Who is this? Darnell. Hey, Darnie, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Darnell's calling from the West Coast. California. There you go. And I am that fan that bought the ticket <laughs> to go to Chicago. But it's okay. I'm not the least bit upset because I've seen Todd a zillion times this year. and Well, not a zillion, but a lot of times. And I'm just going to go shopping in Chicago and hang with my friends there. So. Oh, Excellent. God, Chicago is such a great place to shop. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, so I'll just spend three or four days there and shop and then 
back to my gig. <laughs> Darnell, you're pretty thin. If I were you, I'd put some ankle weights on it. That may blow you away over there in that windy city. Uh, you know, I've I've gone to sh- I go there about every month or every other month. So, uh, and I'm fine in the wind. Very good. I had to buy a whole new wardrobe, though, you know, because California, you don't have big, heavy coats and stuff like that. <laughs> but every time I go there, the weather is, is beautiful. And everybody goes, oh, you must have brought the sunshine. I'm like, no. But um, uh, I'm just wondering, well, I, I don't know that he's he's going to tour for any more of the rest of this year, but probably after he finishes his album, he'll be touring again. You know it. You know um, I wanted to ask Mary Lou. Mm-hmm. Um, had, do you ever, you know, would you sing on the road with him again ever? Do you know? Uh, what I mean? That would be amazing. I don't know. You know, it really depends on what he's doing. I mean, the acapella tour that was a very special and different musical creation. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a band. And, Todd, mm-hmm. and then nearly human and. Second Wind, he had backup vocalists. Uh, those are the only times I can remember women being on the stage with him. So the focus now is, you know, we've got this really tight band, the four guys. It's great. It's fantastic. I know. And, and you know, your husband. So unless he was going to band into something that involved a lot of background vocals. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. I still sing. Uh, I sing mostly classical music now, but... Uh, you know, it's a thrill to sing with him anytime, any in any capacity. But I don't know. I have not a clue if that ever will work into what his plans are musically for the future. I've got an I'm idea for to you. See what he's writing. I mean, to hear what he's writing. Mm. Yeah, that's that's going to be great to hear you know, new it's stuff. It's really exciting to think about another album coming back. I mean, an al- another album coming out, and actually thinking back to what were my favorite shows, and I think the Liars show was. Like, awesome. Yeah, the liar show was like Mary Lou, how about this? You come to Dallas, and you and Todd do Love in Disguise together. <laughs> Just for Rugrin Radio fans. Yeah, I don't think so. Come on, make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Now, Darnell's been to a lot of shows. Yeah. Did you get I to hear like, Mary Lou? I like being the, you know, I've kept a very low profile. This is very unusual, as you know, Yes. for me to talk to everybody, and it isn't, you know, it's just I feel out of respect to Todd. I mean, Todd does what he does, and I'm there to support what he does. Right. That's it. We appreciate you being on, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. You're popular because you got a lot of people calling. Darnell, you got a question for another one? Just that, and I also wanted to say that your husband's a phenomenal guitar player, oh. and it's great that he goes on the road with Todd all the time. I just like that whole, oh, bunch, that whole bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, I've been going to shows forever. I've known Todd for since Nas days. So, well, I'll keep my ear to the ground about you know the rescheduling of Chicago. It, it's and not a big deal, really, no, I, because there's going happens, to be more shows, and I'll I you know post it. what there's going to be there's always going to be more shows, and you know I I can go anywhere to see him. So, I, in fact, I hope he goes to. Um, the UK next year because I would I know tons of people over there that wanted to go there, and um, it gives me a good reason to go there. Yeah, yeah. The UK is definitely one spot that they are begging. That's another one we need to rally cry for soon because, of course, Laura from uh, helps me with the MySpace page. She's over in the UK. There's lots of them over there that would love to see Todd again. Absolutely. 
All right, Darnell, thanks for calling. Sure. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye. Bye. All right, we're going to move on because we got lots of people that want to talk to There's you. More people calling in. We don't worry. Where are you at? So with popular. That She's so popular. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is area code two ten. Hi, this is Wendy from Texas. Wendy. Wendy. Yes, I'm going to see you in Dallas, Doug, and hello, Mary Lou. Hi. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to the upcoming shows. And I wanted to say thank you very much for having submitted recipes for the tribute cookbook, Mary Lou. Yay. Oh, my little Indian stew. <laughs> I don't yes. that much, but that's, that's a keeper. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned you had worked at uh, Utopia Video um, ages ago. Um, I had been on vacation in the Woodstock area and had uh, taken a very brief tour of uh, Utopia Video, uh, and I think you're the person who uh, gave me the tour. It was the day that Todd's uh, emulator showed up, or right about that time. He hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, well, uh, I walked into that building when they were doing their very first music video and just said, do you need any help, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wired lights and cut gels and and worked on the set, painted the set, I've come from a background of art education and music, so I thought, hey, nice combo. I needed a job. Mm-hmm. And then we had an open house, which uh, I worked on for Todd, you know, like a party. So that was in the very first day, so I must have been there. I must mm-hmm. have been. And, yeah, it was probably me that would have shown you. <laughs> well, I remember that um, the reproduction of his New York apartment had been set up on one of the studios, or a studio, oh, yeah. that day. And later on, I had been shopping in the heart of downtown Woodstock and had overheard someone, a clerk, talking to someone else about something that had happened out, I think it was on Long Island's coast, where um, they were obviously uh, filming... Um, the it verb to that, love. It, it was, was something like, about um, the one of the cameras had gone swimming. <laughs> Do you recall anything about that? Can you? We were quite quite a group. <laughs> Todd's video crew. Uh, sure, I do. Uh, well, basically, uh, we were shooting out on the beach, and I, I wouldn't say the camera went swimming, but it definitely got a dunk. <laughs> In the ocean. Those aren't waterproof. It's not yeah. very cool. Uh, it was just, you know, a big wave came up and it hit the cameraman and Oops. and uh, the camera went in the water. Uh oh. Yeah. Hey, Wendy, I'm gonna put you on hold for a minute. Hang tight with us. And I know I got a couple other callers, six one seven two one four, but I want to interrupt right quick because we have another special guest. I believe Michelle is on the line. <laughs> Hi guys, aloha. Yeah, Michelle was supposed to call in by the way forty minutes ago. No, I'm just kidding. She's on time. Oh, on. I was late, and uh, you, you'll be getting the paternity test soon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm not responsible for Michelle being late. <laughs> Stop those rumors today. <laughs> well, I just wanted to uh, say aloha to both you guys, but also to to just say, you know, when I when I was asked to wrap up how I felt about Mary Lou. I said, well, if we were in an airplane going down and there was one parachute, 
I would give it to her oh. because I know that she could take care of my family. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Way better than I can. <laughs> oh. Because without Mary Lou, we'd just be, I don't know where we would be. She's just our lifeline to everything. She makes everything happen and takes care of all of us. I'm getting choked up. That's awesome. Me too. I don't even know her. <laughs> That's awesome. I love people like that. She's a giver. I'd, I'd, I'd also say, I mean, not only is she uh, Todd's right arm and his, you know, road manager, tour manager, I'd say she's probably a sister too because he torments the hell out of her. I have Uh-oh. never seen him torment anyone challenge anyone as much as I've seen him challenge her. Well, he is, he's like, even though I'm older than he is, uh, which I don't want to talk too much about anymore, yeah. uh, but he does, he is like my big brother. I always mm-hmm. think of him as my brother because I have a brother. I know him. You know, he's just about a year in difference in age in me. But I always think of my brother as my older brother, too, because he tormented me <laughs> and still does. Now, Mary Lou, Michelle wouldn't answer me when I asked her this question. I heard a rumor that Todd used to have a megaphone he would keep in the back seat of the car when y'all were driving, and he would he would direct orders to you with that, that, that oh, megaphone. Oh, no, he – well oh, – I don't remember that one. Is it true? Was, oh, yeah, well, Jesse, who's famous for gathering toys – on the road, had this little thing, this toy that he picked up. It was like a little megaphone. So he used to use it and, like, put it on his guitar to make weird noises and stuff. <laughs> but at some, at some point it was in the van, and so that became the joke. It was like instead of just barking directions at me, they could do it through the megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. I want Mary Lou, though. I'll hang up and let you do an interview with Mary Lou. And, uh, Lou, boy, if I could find some drug to put in his uh, hot espresso and make him hire us again as singers, I would. Yeah, I think he Yeah. Based on what I've heard tonight, he discriminates against women. There have not been many in the history of the Todd shows. Well, I didn't mean, I mean, I think it would take a really big show, you know? I mean, yeah. Get get Lita Ford to come play guitars. Yeah. There's something to be said about a really tight four-piece band. They just kick butt, you know? There you go. Michelle, you're not getting off that easy yet either. Oh, okay. I, was, I thought you're I was not. You're not getting on easy. I, I got to. I got to ask you something. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play a, okay. a clip for you right quick. This will only take about I think 45 seconds or less. Okay, and then I'm gonna ask you something. So hang tight with me. Okay. So Anna, okay, I'm hanging tight. Also trying to do something on New Year's Eve. Is that right? Hopefully. Well, you know, that's another thing that I didn't want to talk about until I had, you know, had it moved a little further down the line because there's just too many things to try and work out you know so well so it's kind of exciting it's like uh, yeah i guess I, I shouldn't tell you then should i <laughs> no well we haven't we haven't said any details because there are none so but it's like the e-channel like rumor has it oh okay Britney well, spears will be performing with todd rundgren in florida and <laughs> yeah but we don't even have that far, that much of a rumor <laughs> to start yet <laughs> you know i just don't want you know people to necessarily get their hopes up if we can't pull it off or to, you know, be filled with more questions than answers. Um, you know, if uh, I can put something together, then, you know, we'll, we'll certainly let everybody know. Okay, cool. All 
All right, Michelle. He said, we'll let everybody know. I took that. Now, I could be mistaken. It's him saying that he will come to this show and he will let everybody know when there's some kind of special announcement going on. So I will be expecting you two to call and tell us what's going on New Year's Eve before anybody else finds out. Well, you, what's funny is sometimes we're not the first to find out. <laughs> yeah. And then I think I know, and I open my mouth, and then they change it. <laughs> right, and then they change it. In fact, Ege from Florida sent me an email. She knew about some of the uh, the dates in the Northeast when I, you know, because we're we're so far behind. So I'll wake up in the morning, check my email, and Ege gave me three cities we're playing in. Like, oh, so I emailed Mary Lou, and Mary Lou's. Oh, <laughs> no, so Michelle, do you have the New Year's Eve scoop or what? Well, no, we don't yet. <sighs> what? New Year's Eve scoop. Have, we're trying to get. Yeah, they're they're still working on it. They're trying. They're trying. They're trying. No, we don't have a scoop. We would tell you if we come didn't. on. We need some we scoop. We would not. Sorry, but we don't have. No, we would tell you we knew, but we couldn't say. But we don't know. <laughs> you have the scoop. We'll have a special edition show. <laughs> Just for you to call and give the scoop. Mary Lou, Doug keeps trying to get us to give him exclusives when he doesn't realize we're not exactly the first person in the loop. Y'all are killing me. Well, yeah. no, because Liz sent me this email like, hey, look at this. They're selling tickets in Pittsburgh. You know, it's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, everybody knows the best place to find out about the shows, even if sometimes, uh, you know, they change, is trconnection.com always has a great list because not all tickets go through Ticketmaster, et cetera, and that's a great place to find out what's going on. So, Michelle, are you hitting any of the shows? No, I don't think I'm going to be able to this time. I don't think, mostly because of the house. We'll be um, just, you know, he's, that man seems to make sure he's on tour every time we're moving somewhere. Well, well, well. <laughs> I think that Sunday, 12-2 in Dallas, Rebop does not have to go to school that day unless there's something weird going in Hawaii I don't know about. No, so I think you should come to, to Dallas. School. Yeah, well, I may send I may send all the boys out with their dad. We'll see. Let's go. Come on. We got to homeschooling now. He's doing online schooling. He just started. Who is? Rebop. Really? Yeah, he put a program together, and I was freaking out, and Todd said, well, why not? Did he enjoy the show last week? Uh, I, you know, I don't want to ask him because he's like his father. He'll tell me the truth. <laughs> so. You're worried he didn't, huh? All yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah, well. before I go, I want to ask. I want Mary Lou to tell two stories, and she'll probably laugh. But um, I, you know, it's it's just great to like tell inside stories. One goes to uh, you know Todd torturing all the time. I shouldn't say torturing, challenging, yeah. right, Mary Lou? Have what? fun. Challenging. Because he yeah. he loves doing this, and I think this is a sterling example of Mary Lou's just being able to pull off miracles. I'd like her to tell the cheesecake story. Oh, God. <laughs> and then uh, after, after that, I'd like her to say probably one of our, uh, well, we've had so many amazingly fun moments on the road, but Mary Lou, do you remember being on the tour bus? The four, five of us girls, you, me, Timmy. We were in the back lounge. In the back lounge. And yep. why don't you tell the story about what happened when we ignored them for too long? I'm going to actually go, you guys, because I have... Uh, this big hotel is uh, hiring me to do something for them, and I have cool. to meet the owner. You go, girl. I know. I'm very excited. I don't have a contract yet, but it's looking good. There we go. We got some scoop. Michelle's going to be working for a hotel. <laughs> but only for a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't want to, the, I don't want the corporate world to taint me. You heard it here first. Yeah, just like Mary Lou. She's had to dip her toe in the corporate world, too. And we oh, both God, yes. We're hard-working women. 
<laughs> so Mary Lou, thank thank you for everything uh, you do for my family. I just I don't know how I don't think we could do any of what we do without you. Oh, I really don't. No, thank you. Thank you for your very sweet words. Talk about a superwoman. Okay, I'm gonna hang up and let you guys talk about cheesecake. All right, and I'll tell bus the ride. cheesecake story and the background <laughs> on the bus. Michelle, thanks for calling. I love you, Lou. Love you, too. Give my love to the family, Todd and the boys. Okay, we will do. Thank you, Doug. Aloha. Thanks for calling in. Aloha. All right, let's hear some cheesecake action. Oh, well, the cheesecake story. It's funny because I still have the note. Uh, We were, I can't remember, I think we were in Philadelphia, and Todd really likes cheesecake. And the dessert for the dinner, they catered the dinner at the venue, and dessert was cheesecake. And But he had to go and do, you know, meet and greet stuff and talk to people. And he said to me, just make sure you save me a piece of cheesecake. And I did. I set it aside, and somebody ate it. So we came back to the dining room, and the cheesecake was gone. <laughs> you know, somebody <laughs> ate his cheesecake. And I should have delegated. I'm not always good at that, you know. I, um, I, I, uh, let's see. Lyle Workman was in that band, and Timmy was supposed to be my assistant. And I thought I had asked her to hold on to it, but I probably didn't because I'm bad at that, you know. I'm, I'm so used to just being working and doing everything myself, you know. So at, at anyway, the cheesecake got eaten, and then around two in the morning, a little note slipped under my door, and it said there will be cheesecake on the bus in the morning. It's like, oh, shit. So how do you get cheesecake, you know? We're leaving at 9 a.m. And so uh, I don't know. I got up really, really early around 5 in the morning and or 6 in the morning and talked to somebody at the hotel. They got names and phone numbers for bakeries and started calling up bakeries because bakeries start working really early in the morning. So I, I called around, called around, called around, and I found a bakery that would sell me a cheesecake uh, really early in the morning. Nice. I took a cab, got the cheesecake, came back to the hotel, woke everybody up, because in those days, you know, we did wake-up calls and got all the suitcases and got everybody on the tour bus and paid the hotel bill and walked on the bus with a cheesecake. And that's the cheesecake story. <laughs> the cheesecake somebody story. somebody said, how could you ask her or not, you know, how could you say there will be a cheesecake, you know, <laughs> in the middle of the night like that? How? Why would you do that? And I remember he, I overheard him say to somebody about, you know, that that was, it was sort of like a little game between us, you know. It's like the challenge of doing it and my proving to him that it was important to me to do it. Now, that's not to say I will always succeed. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not to say I always did everything perfectly, and there were times when I didn't do things perfectly. But that one particular time was funny because, I don't even know how I did it, but I did it. And it was just fun getting it accomplished. Let's see, what was the other story? Uh, The other story was we were on a tour bus and everybody, that was was the same tour. Timmy was on that bus. Uh, Shandy Cinnamon, Michelle, and I were all in the back lounge of the bus. We were just being silly girls. 
I think somebody had a deck of cards with nasty pictures on it or something, uh-huh. and we were laughing and ignoring all the guys. You know, that was a big band, too. There were a lot of men in that band, and they were all in the big lounge up front in the bus. So there was a knock, 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 knock on the door, and I think it was Todd said, you know, boo, come up here, you know, with a stern voice, like, you have to do, you know, get out of there now, come up here, I have to talk to you. And I was the first one out of the back lounge, the others followed me, the other girls followed me, and all of the band members were sitting, there are two rows of, like, bench seats, you know, follow mm-hmm. what I mean, on each side. And every guy was sitting there wearing nothing but his socks and shoes. <laughs> socks and what? Shoes. Uh-oh. Shoes and socks. But, I mean, they were very polite. They had their legs crossed, and you and there wasn't anything nasty about it. I mean, oh. they just looked like little boys. <laughs> they you know, with their legs crossed in their shoes and socks. And I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I just just completely lost my mind. Would have been a good album cover. It was just amazing. It Crazy was just boys. Amazing. It was so, so funny. It was the one of the funniest things I've ever <laughs> experienced. I just turned beet red and, you know, ran to the back of the bus and they were hysterical. They were just hysterical. I bet you got a hundred stories just like that too. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. And I don't want to imply that anything, you know, improper occurred. I got not. I mean, we all the girls ran back to the back lounge and guys got all dressed again. But it, it was definitely one of the funniest things I ever experienced. <laughs> boys being boys, that's all that was. Yeah, it was great. Love it was it. great. So that's the story that Michelle wanted me to tell. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, listen, we got some callers. I'm gonna get to you. Hang tight, Wendy. I still got you on 617-214-425. I will get to you, I promise. We've got six minutes left in the first hour, and Mary Lou seems to be on a roll with us, so I'm hoping we can go into two hours. We will stay live tonight, so no need to leave. No need to have to go back to archive unless there's a reason. I want to ask you this real quick before I take the call back at Wendy back. What kind of stuff is on Todd's rider, which a rider, for those who don't know, is the list of what they asked the promoter to have ready for them. And you've probably heard stories about some artists having these you know, weird requests. What are some of the basic things Todd asked for? Oh, we don't have anything. I mean, he doesn't have anything uh, terribly unusual. And the main thing is to have a deli tray in the dressing room so he can have a sandwich you know, before the show because he doesn't eat dinner till after. And uh, which I think a lot of fans are aware of because some people would feel bad because he'd have to dash off, but very often he has to leave right after a show to get to a restaurant okay. because uh, it occasionally would entail my having to have them keep a chef, paying a chef to stay late to prepare a dinner for him. But anyway, so the, the, the catering in the dressing room is mostly uh, the deli tray. What about drinks? And, and beverages. Yeah. You know, just, just a deli tray and some basic drinks, huh? And your basic drinks and fruit, you know, some fruit and cookies, mm-hmm. coffee, tea. Is the bread ever real easy. small? Orange juice. Yeah. Is, is the bread ever real small in those deli trays? The bread. <laughs> yeah. You know Spinal Tap, right? Yeah, you're getting real small. <laughs> uh, you got to yeah. fold the meat and get it to fit in the bread. <laughs> okay, I like that. A deli tray and drinks. You heard it here. 
exclusively on Broken Radio. There you go. All right, let's get Wendy back on. We've got uh, some more people. Wendy, what you got for us? Give it up. Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, is there a video floating around of that uh, bus experience? No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I had to ask that one. Uh, One thing, oh, hush. You know everyone was wanting to know, mm-hmm. the collectors especially. Um, what I wanted to find out, as far as the um, booking the tour and uh, announcing the dates, am I wrong in saying that sometimes, like Ticketmaster, the venues are guilty of announcing before the whole tour is actually finalized and everything written in contract? Uh, Ticketmaster will announce shows, yes, before a tour is finalized. It, usually, though, it's because the contracts go out in different order, not from first show to last, mm-hmm. you follow what I mean. And if a contract has gone out and an offer has been accepted, they'll jump on it and immediately start posting it and selling the tickets because they want as much lead time as they can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think if there were times when they've actually posted shows that we weren't going to do. That doesn't usually happen because once it goes to Ticketmaster, it's usually because they actually have, you know, accepted an offer. We've accepted an offer. Occasionally, though, I've I've had problems with certain promoters announcing that Todd's going to play there when the offers haven't been accepted. Hmm. And that's when you have big problems because then rumors start. The tickets aren't actually on sale, but everybody thinks he's playing there because the promoter will post it in their upcoming events mm-hmm. on their website. And I've had that happen. Who is responsible? Is Ticketmaster, is that a venue decision whether the tickets go on Ticketmaster or not? I think so. I mean, you know, there's a number of ways that they can sell tickets, but Ticketmaster is so huge that most venues use Ticketmaster to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. If I was making a 25 to 30% markup on every ticket sold, I'd get them up there as fast as I could as well. <laughs> yeah, plus they just want to sell tickets. <laughs> Absolutely. They're charging, uh, I think, 750 for one of the shows that costs $25 to get a ticket. Wow. They're getting ridiculous. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to let other people have their questions, and uh, have a great evening. Well, it's nice to hear from you. Wendy, going to Dallas and Austin? I'm planning on it, if at all possible. Good for you. Anyway, thanks so much. Thank you. Okay. That's Wendy, com. Check it out. Two recipes for Mary Lou Arnold <laughs> you will find in that book. All right, let's move to caller. Man, you're you are popular. You're, you're more popular than Kasma Sultan. Oh, no, I don't think We're so. We're going to blow the switch, but I'm telling you. 617, what you got? Hey. Hey. It's Grady. Grady Motes. Grady Motes. The toilet man. It's your new nickname. <laughs> oh yeah, well I the can't throne. wait to see that picture. <laughs> yeah, the throne. We need to get a picture. Yeah, we got you got to get us one so we can put it up on the internet somewhere. Mary Lou, I just wanted to call in and thank you so much for all you've done over the years for the fans and and especially for me o- over the years. There have been several times when you've really helped me out and I've never really gotten a chance to thank you. But thank oh. you so much. And, and um, um, I've I've got a couple of memories here that I'd like to share with you. Sure. On the acapella tour, when it came to Boston, do you remember that they had to change the venue at the last minute because they hadn't sold enough tickets to fill the Orpheum, and they moved it to a club over near Fenway Park? 
And well, I must remember <laughs> I was there singing. So, <laughs> well, the, the funny thing about that was uh, from the stage, Todd said uh, that 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 tomorrow I want a burning sack of shit on the front door of the five top radio stations in Boston because they didn't talk up my new album enough to sell the tickets. And that's why we had to move. Whoa. So did yeah. you deliver? Did you deliver those sacks? Well, I was expecting that WBCN was going to get one of those burning sacks of shit, but they really solved the problem. They dodged a bullet because as the fans were leaving the show that night, WBCN played a solid half hour of Todd music on the radio as we were driving home. Nice. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And then I've I've seen several uh, New Year's Eve Todd shows. I uh, saw him at the uh, Paradise here in Boston, and I actually drove to Chicago one year uh, to uh, go to one, and it was freezing cold out there, but I still have my, my top hat and my noisemaker in, in the bedroom on, on one of my lights for that. Excellent. Uh, Mary Lou, my uh, question is, um, we all, well, I, speak for myself but i think the fans really kind of kind of feel like there's there's something special about you and jesse having hooked up and both of you have been you know working with todd all all, all these years off and on and uh not to pry into your personal life or anything but i think i think we'd all like to if you have a story that you'd like to share about y- y'all hooking up or or or, or a, a a special time that you and jesse had that that has something to do with Todd. I think we'd love for you to relate that to us. I'm I'm going to hang up and uh, hopefully you'll answer that. Okay, I think I understand what he's asking. Um, hmm. Well, let's see. Jesse joined Todd's band on the Second Wind tour. That was another big band, and those big bands. They, that was a lot of work for me. You know and. Jesse was always very polite and asked if he could help carry things for me, my briefcase. I was always carrying heavy stuff. And I didn't pay too much attention to that except for the fact that I thought he was a pretty cool and helpful and polite and sweet guy. So, uh, But I always had a rule, you know, don't fraternize with the band. So at the end of the tour, it was the very, very end of the tour, um, he invited me over to his room to have some pizza and watch a, a sci-fi movie. I can't remember. I think it was Godzilla or something like that. And uh, when I came back to Woodstock, he sent me a dozen long stem red roses. Wow. That was That kind of blew me away because I wasn't accustomed to getting flowers, you know, so it was like, whoa, a dozen red roses. With a with a little note that said thank you for all your hard work and good vibes, so I wasn't too sure if the red roses meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, but as it turns out, <laughs> as it turns out, after many many phone calls, a lot of time on the phone because Jesse was living in San Francisco and I was living here in Woodstock, uh, I figured out that. He was just I think he was just being cautious. He didn't he didn't want to assume too much. So the little card with the roses. 
thing. Thanks for the good vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Red roses mean love. Yellow means friend. Is that what it is? That's it. Well, I love. just thought having, getting flowers was like, whoa. Does he cool. still send you some? Hmm? Does he still send you some? Oh, he still buys me flowers. Sure. There you go, Jesse, the romantic guy. Yeah, I like he's, it. he's a romantic guy. Yes. Very good. How long have y'all been married? What is how? Well, let me see. We got married in Uh-oh. the year 2000, so seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Seven years. Started with red roses. Good question, Grady. Most appreciate you calling. Grady was added as a friend on our MySpace page. Check us out if you haven't added us yet. It's um, myspace.com backslash Radio. Check us out. All right, we're going to... Well, I have to make a, cor- a correction. Jesse Jesse moved to Woodstock in 1992. So okay. we count that. We've been together for a long time. Long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Married seven years together, well, that's 15, 14, 15 years. So what is that, 15 years? Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's a long time. I can't believe that I've been working with Todd for 27 years. It just blows my mind. I keep talking about him as a great singer, but I also want to say he's an amazing songwriter. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good guitarist, too. And a damn good guitarist. (laughs) (laughs) I always wondered, and Jesse is... And he emailed me a while back, said he would be on the show, and I'd ask him. And I, I'm looking forward to asking him how they decide who's going to get to do the guitar solos and how much they fight about that. I'm sure there's <laughs> stories behind that. You know, they're both so good, and it's probably hard to give up those roles. It's uh, like passing the basketball, you know, if you're a good shooter. Well, it's tough to do. Todd is always, you know, Todd is gracious. So he, he gives Jesse, he always gives him an opportunity to play. I mean, it's Todd's show. And he's such a great guitar player. He, he doesn't even have to do that, you know, but he does. He he lets Jesse step out and play on something, and, it, and it's, that's a mutual respect that they have for each other, I'm sure. Yeah, that's great. Okay, let me cool. let me move to a caller here. Cruz and Ray, I'll get to you in a little while. I know you're on hold, 612-775 on hold. 425, yeah. you're on the air. 425. Hello. 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 Hello, Mary Lou. Yes. Woody Crosby. Woody Crosby. Oh, Woody. Yes, Mary Lou, and thank you uh, for your graciousness about that whole thing in, up at uh, that casino thing up in Washington. I appreciate your generosity and everything, and your you know, things, things, things got a little screwed up, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, you know, like I said earlier tonight, I don't always get it right. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Listen, I, I, I was just uh, really thrilled to see the new um, lineup with Michael Urbano on drums. That was, yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. And I was down, I took my son, Todd. What is that? I have a son, Todd. Oh. And we drove down to San Francisco when he was 10 years old. Uh, to go to the live, uh, nearly, uh, uh, human. What the hell was that live show? <laughs> nearly human show? No, not nearly human. But, uh, uh, where you recorded it live. Um, oh, come on. Where, wait, you mean that, oh, at the, uh, I know what you mean. Well, uh, yeah, we were recording an album. He was re- actually recording. The Second album. Wind. And it was Second Wind, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, I think Michael Urbano was playing the drums that night. 
Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great but, player. Uh, you know, he's played with John Hyatt for several years, and uh, he's a great player. Oh, no, actually, I don't think it was Mike playing that night. Who was it? Playing that night. Prairie Prince played that night, but Mike Urbano did record on on uh, the Nearly Human album, and he's in. If you get to watch some of that, those clips on YouTube, you'll see him playing. But I think Prairie Prince played that night. Really. Oh, well, it's too... Well, it's, maybe I'm wrong. Foggy memories from everyone. Foggy probably. memories, What's up yes. with that? What's I thought it was on? Michael Urbano, but anyway, yeah. Uh, regardless, um, mm-hmm. my question is, or my curiosity is, is I am really um, uh, taken with Todd's ability to kind of reinvent his different kind of uh, venue, uh, not venues, but uh, the way he presents himself, whether it's solo or with a prairie, or, you know, back in the individualist days with uh, uh, Larry Tag on bass and different people. You know, he has um, a really nice repertoire of people uh, to fall back on who are great players. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm always amazed that, you know, here and there he comes up with different bands, and the Power Trio, for instance, and things like that. And he's always wonderful. And, yeah, uh I think uh, that grows out of the admiration of the, the people that have played with Todd off and on. It varies sometimes depending upon who's available. For example, these two weeks that we're doing in December, you know, Prairie had already been booked when we called him, and so Todd said, you know, try to find Mike Urbano, and we lucked out. You know, Mike might have been booked as well, but there's that thread of, you know, whenever possible, all the musicians that play with him, you know, if they get that opportunity, they want to grab it out of respect and admiration for his work. I mean, it's a real treat to be able to play his music for these guys. I know it is. I know they've expressed that to me, and I know that's how Jesse feels. You know, we appreciate him playing with him because that's going to yeah, be some more you know, shows we can go to. How many artists do you know that write songs <laughs> like that? You know, the caliber of the music. Timeless. Is, you know, is rewarding in itself. Absolutely. It's not just a side gig. It's it's getting an opportunity to play with Todd. Yes. So, you know, we've been very fortunate to have, you know, a lot of good people really, really good and talented people, and that's a tribute to Todd. Yes. He also picks good people. I mean, <laughs> that's for sure. It's uh, on the albums and the tours. Woods, we appreciate the call, and I uh, hope you got your prize. Did that answer your question, Woody? Yeah, yeah, let, me, let me get him back on here right quick. I'd, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pass it on to the next person. No, Goodbye, Mary Lou. Thank you very much. Woody, thank you for calling. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to. Uh, we got so many callers. I don't want to leave people out. I hate doing that, but um, so I hate I hate doing that to people. But we uh, we got to try to get everybody in. Woods, we definitely appreciate the call, and I hope you got your prize. You know, you won on a on a contest over here. So if you don't remember that, just shoot me an email at rugrunradio at earthlink dot net. Speaking of people that played with Todd, uh, John Montana sent me a message, and if you haven't seen it, he did a little write up. Back from June the 20th, 07, it's EdenElectronics.com, and then go backslash artist, backslash news, 
backslash index.asp. If you missed that, just go to EdenElectronics.com and search for him. It's M-O-N-T-A-G-N-A. And he did a write-up about touring with Todd. He played bass some when Tony Levin had to go a different direction after some shows. That was earlier this year, actually, the first part of this year. So check that out if you haven't seen it yet. There's also... Uh, some information, Mo Berg from Pursuit of Happiness talks about Todd a little bit on RetroBlog.net. If you haven't seen that, check it out as well. And let's take another caller, Mary Lou, if you don't mind. Cruiser Mail has been on hold for a while. I'm sorry, I've got to start calling her Mel. Mel from Texas, what you got for us? Welcome back, Doug. Thank you. You don't even have a British accent. No, I do not. <laughs> Hi, Mary Lou. How are you doing? Hi, I'm I'm doing okay. Oh, good, good. Well, I, I know that I know you don't feel real good, but um, we're all we're all having a lot of fun listening to your stories. It's it's a great show tonight. <laughs> I have one silly question, but I've been really curious about this for a long time. When you're on the road with all those guys, mm-hmm. uh, do they do their own laundry? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I don't do laundry. <laughs> They seriously do their own laundry? Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. They have to do their own laundry. Maybe they do maybe they don't do those occasions where you're in a city long enough and where a hotel has a washer and dryer and then they run down. The only time I um I ever did any kind of laundry, if you can call it that, is one of the first tours I did with Todd and Utopia. Uh I had to carry around those suits. Do you remember the Beatles suit uh-huh. tour? Yes, yes. Yeah, to face the music, and they wore these suits. They were custom-made suits. Each man had two suits, and I had to carry those things around. And they had shirts that, of course, I couldn't wash and iron, but I had to find people to wash and iron those shirts over and over again. And the only thing I would occasionally wash was their socks. I would wash their socks sometimes because it was just impossible. You know, I could send the suits out to the dry cleaners and the shirts, but the socks, you know, it was silly. So I would occasionally wash socks. But that was the only tour. And that was one of the first tours, I I think maybe the first tour I did with Todd. Because I was sent out, Chris Anderson was the kind of, he was sort of tour manager, production manager, and I wasn't given all of the tour manager responsibilities at that time. Chris would settle the shows. I pre- I just pretty much traveled, well, not pretty much, I traveled with Todd. Because, I mean, Willie is, you know, is like a road manager taking care of them from day to day kind of thing. Well, and, what made you think they cleaned their clothes? <laughs> well, <laughs> I've seen Todd wear the same shirt two or three nights in a row. Yeah, and after I'm that, Todd just never changed his clothes. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> no, they, they're all, they're they're good guys. They find laundry mats or washing machines in the hotels. Oh, well, good, good. We don't have hey. a, a wardrobe person. We've never had a like a wardrobe person. Although I guess you could have called me a wardrobe person on that first tour. Well, what about the Liars tour? I mean, those were pretty elaborate costumes. Yeah, they were. And, yeah, that's true. And there still was no wardrobe person. No. No, I mean, Jesse Jesse would always bring a steamer with him, you know, to steam stuff. 
but and they had a war, a wardrobe. We had a wardrobe case. It was a big like rolling closet, and the clothes would be put into the wardrobe case at the end of the night, and then rolled out again. Of course, by the end of the tour, some of that stuff gets pretty funky. And, and again, you would, the trick is for the tour manager to get that stuff to the dry cleaners when you're in one town for a few days. You know, you just wait for those breaks in the tour where you have time to turn it around. Yeah. But no, it, it, they've never traveled with a wardrobe person. They're pretty resourceful dudes. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad. I'm really glad I asked the question then, because that's pretty fascinating. But listen, I hope you feel better. Oh, and thanks again. Thanks again for bringing the guys to Dallas. I hope maybe you might uh, hitch a ride with them and and come to that show too. I'd like to see you. Well, we'll just have. Uh, well, we'll have to see. I'm not sure. I'm not going to make any promises, but at least you know Jesse will be there. Right. Okay. Have a good night. Okay. Bye. 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 We're, we're going to get Mary Lou talked into doing Love in Disguise with Todd in Dallas. It's just a matter well, of time, please. not going to happen. just a matter of time. It's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, we've got some more callers. We are going to go to 612. Hey, Doug, it's Gary Nordenstam. Hey, what's going on? Oh, just uh, grooving on the show. Hi, Mary Lou. How are Hi. you? Um, Mary Lou, I was one of those uh, CompuServe interactive music gurus back a decade or so ago. Oh, God, yeah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> we had those uh, those uh, long, in-depth chats about uh, uh, how to be a guru and how to how to manage those uh, forums. That, uh, but I was wondering about Todd's uh, biography, if, if uh, we're ever going to see any more entries on that. You mean the book that he was going to write himself, or the book that was yeah. being written? Those uh, the book that, that book that Todd is going to write. He, I don't he, know what happened with that. I remember years ago he got some kind of book deal, but I don't know if that's something that he's just got on the back burner. I mean, right now he talks about doing another album. That seems to be the priority. I don't. I haven't right. heard him talk about that in a while. Okay. Yeah, he he had that posted. Uh, he had several entries posted for a while. Oh, did he? Um, yeah, and they, it was it was a quite an interesting approach that he took with uh, the, the layout and how he would talk about a memory and then relate it to um, what was hap- what, how it how it impacted his life. Oh, right, people that he met important. Right. Important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What that was a great concept. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to ask him that, won't we? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whatever happened. If if he's can maybe he's continuing to work on it. You know, it just yeah. hasn't been published. I think we're happy with the priority being the album, right, G? Oh yeah, we're good oh, yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> the second autobiography that was done by Mr. Brooks is supposed to be coming out pretty soon, uh, from what we're told. So hopefully that'll be out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I won't keep you. I just wanted to say hello and... Um, oh, hi there. All right. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. See you. All right. Gene Nordenstam from TR Connection Forum. Let's see if we can get... We're, are you doing all right, Mary Lou? You holding up? I'm okay. Oh, I appreciate you. 775, where are you calling from? Reno. 
Reno, Nevada. Reno, Nevada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is uh, Sean from the TRC. Hey, man. How you doing, Doug? Good. Hi, Mary Lou. Hi. Hi, Sean. Hi. I, I feel funny. I think I'm the first person that's called in that doesn't know you already. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I'll call in anyway. Um, I have... I was excited when I heard that you were going to be on the show because I just knew you were privy to all kinds of things that uh, Todd can be kind of less than forthcoming. <laughs> um, that Doug played that little clip from that, that, that show with, that, with Michelle, and I, it's kind of funny. <laughs> we didn't get much out of him, do we? No, not a lot. We'll keep trying. Yeah. Anyway, one of the first, one of the first things I wanted to ask you is is Todd planning, or is he still open, or taking offers to produce other artists anymore? Oh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not involved in in work. You know, I don't actually receive those offers. His manager Eric Gardner does. Right. And I don't negotiate those deals. I'm not in management. In that respect, right. so but I, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, why wouldn't he? You know. Oh, I really miss his his the things that he produced. Oh God, yeah. Well, when it, he lived here in Woodstock, that was that was a thrill for me. Now, you know, working with him and working with the artists that he was producing was a really great experience for me. I got you know to work with XTC and Jewel Shear and just a lot yeah. of great artists that he was producing at the time when he lived here and had his own studio here. Um, but I don't know. I've, I'm, I really can't speak. If, I don't know if, the, if he's planning on building an, a recording studio. I know eventually he wanted to build a studio in Hawaii. And yeah, I thought the there hope was. was that people would come to Hawaii to work with him. Yeah. So that could certainly still be in the picture. Yeah, I hope so. And um, uh, another thing I wanted to... Now, you, you started with Todd, like, in, in the early 80s? 1980, January 1980. And I remember because I was sick. <laughs> I went to the doctors, but I was looking for a job, and and I, I bumped into a friend who's now one of my best friends who said she was working for Albert Grossman at Bearsville Records, and... We were talking, and I said, oh, man, i got to find a job. You know, I was singing with bar bands at the time, but I not making enough money and raising a daughter. And I just said, i got to get a real job. i got to make some money. And she said, oh, well, I'm going to work at this video studio. This, this uh, musician is opening a music video studio. And she said, you really should come by, and maybe you could get a job there, too. She became the receptionist. And so I had a doctor's appointment, and that was, like, just down the road from Todd's video studio. So after I went to the doctor, I went to the video studio. I placed right time. Said, you guys need any help, and that the rest is history. It was really wacky. I never, ever dreamed that right. I would actually have an amazing career as a result of walking into that building that day. So, yeah. That's Absolutely. how I started working for Todd. I didn't even know who he was. Right they place, had to right now. Point now. him out to me. Mm. Yeah, you could be up for for like tenure or something. Pretty soon. <laughs> 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 right place, right time. 
yeah. Anyway, what I wanted to ask about that particular time yeah. was I, I know that that was kind of, that was kind of close to like the end of the, the Bearsville thing. And I know that there were conflicts with, I, I know that Utopia didn't really feel appreciated by the label. You know, it was kind of like the label kind of made it clear that they preferred Todd's work. And so there was tension there. And, and then from there, I think the band went to a couple different labels and made excellent albums that, for labels that then kind of self-destructed almost immediately as soon as they were released. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, what was it like at that time to kind of um, uh, be a witness to kind of the, those kind of music biz wars, you know, that, that Todd, because Todd, and I think this is an important thing about his personality, is the way he's just always stuck to his muse and basically, you know, what the kind of music he wants to do. And it, have you ever had to, was it different back then than it is now, or do you have any memories? Different, uh, well, God knows the music business is not a piece of cake now. Uh but it wasn't, it, well, let's see. You have to also remember that I came into that situation as, you know, a singer, an art teacher. I, I didn't have a clue about the music business. But and being around Todd and Utopia during those days, uh, I did learn. I, I got to see Albert Grossman in action, you know, and I knew there was some tension um, didn't quite understand the dynamics of it. Of course, now I understand it completely, but at that time I didn't. Uh, but I do recall being completely shocked when Todd did a cappella. Um, and, I mean, not a cappella, the, uh, the healing album. And then he did a cappella, and Albert would drag his heels about releasing things that he did because I would hear them when Todd was recording them in the studio in his studio and it was such they were all such masterpieces and such great work and yet Albert was very opinionated at times about what he thought you know Todd should be doing but Todd always stayed true to his true to his you know as you say his muse and and Albert did support him in a lot of ways that people aren't aware of, too, you know, that he got him money when Todd needed it, and Albert built the building that Todd did the videos in, so it was kind of, I don't know how to explain that, it was, I don't think it was any more difficult then than it is now, I think it's probably even more difficult now, Um, because you do have people in high places that make decisions about artists' careers, and that could be the kiss of death. You know, if somebody in a high place doesn't approve of what you're doing and the direction you're going in. But Todd was never, I, as far as I could tell, he was never really pressured by that. You know, he would just do what he felt was honest for him to be doing and what he wanted to do at the time. Sean, we appreciate the call. Hey, does... um. So how's it? What's it like now? That you have, which I mean, he mentioned Bearsville and some other things. Yeah. You know, Todd's Arena Rock album. How, how do you see that playing out as far as, um, you know, sales and and 
the promotion and whatnot. Is Todd going to kind of be doing that on his own, similar to the Liar situation? Or? I wish I knew, but I don't know. He doesn't, you know, that's not something that he would discuss with me. I mean, that's something he would talk to Eric Gardner, his manager, about. Right. You know, but he wouldn't, that's not something he would talk to me about. Okay. So I don't. I'm not too sure what approach he's going to take. I mean, he'll announce it when he's ready. I mean, that's another thing. You know, you you were laughing about, you know, Todd telling Michelle, "Well, we're not ready." I mean, you have to kind of be careful about what you say, and you don't want to. It's hard enough keeping the rumors under control, so you don't want to talk about things until they're actually real, until you really have all the, everything tacked down, you know, everything, but dotted lines are signed, and I'm really not sure what his approach is going to be with this next album, but I'm sure he'll have some great new idea for for distributing it and promoting it. Sure. I, mean, I think fans understand and appreciate, though, the... They, I mean, they, there's been experiences I've heard, and then of course, even as recently as you know, a few days ago, of you know things changing. So, it's it's understandable that that they have to be careful, you know, how they handle those situations. No question. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just something that uh, we like to have fun with, but it's definitely understandable. Appreciate people do appreciate it, so that the wrong information doesn't come out more than it has to every now and then. You know, those things are going to happen, but people do, you know, appreciate what's going on with that. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't mean we won't make fun of it and have some fun with it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how we roll. Let me ask this about some of the shows since you've been to so many. It's kind of a generic question, but what what tour would you say or, or place, maybe if you can remember, or time period when you had the biggest crowds, and what also was the time period or shows where you, maybe you had the smallest, like or maybe a certain you know, venue that didn't promote it very well or something. Any stories about those where you just had a ridiculously small crowd or a ridiculously large crowd? Oh, geez. Um, hmm. Well, I guess some of the larger venues that I did shows with Todd at were the ones with Utopia when I first came on board, you know, when they were still playing pretty large venues. Avengers and Utopia played uh, like small, I hesitate to say stadiums, but you know, like half stadiums and I remember seeing the Nassau Coliseum. That's pretty big. But uh, as far as, you know, and then occasionally Todd still bounces into a place and and it turns out to be totally packed. So you never know. You know, it really a lot depends on what the purchaser or the promoter does with the show, how well they promote it. Do you get involved in that at all, like marketing ideas for them or discuss no. what they're going to be doing? No. No, I don't really. You know, I don't really involve myself with that. But the smallest shows, uh, other than support, you know, they contact me to get information. That's what you mean, <laughs> you know, and I coordinate the interviews and things that Todd does to promote the shows. I, you know, so that's kind of like acting as a quasi-publicist, I guess. But, you know, what happens is the purchasers or buyers will have a list of radio stations or publications that they would like Todd to speak to so that they can promote the shows, that kind of thing. 
So I get involved, directly involved in that. Uh, smallest audience I can remember uh, was a little town in France. <laughs> we were doing the No World Order tour. We went into this little tiny town, and we had to build the big circular pod, as we referred to it as. Uh-huh. And I think we had the cook and the waitresses and the staff and a few people from the town. And he did the show, and he did it great, and they loved it. You know, But I think that was the smallest audience. That was so wacky. You know, you just, well, Europe, it's really hard. But, I mean, you just kind of scratch your head and go, what was this guy thinking, you know? Interesting. He, maybe he was a fan. Just wanted there to have was a small nobody show in the town. You walked around. There was nobody on the street. Just, nobody. So y'all never really figured out, I guess, what uh, what happened with that. Yeah, well, yeah. that was, you know, and then Jesse's reminding me that he took the people down to the dressing room and played for them as well. <laughs> just picked up a guitar and played for him. That was, you know, that little tiny town in France. Yeah. But probably, probably pretty fun to, get lucky enough to be on the show. Whoa, like what's that, that noise? <laughs> what in the world? Uh oh. <laughs> what's going that? on? Oh, <laughs> come to Somebody's holding their nose. That's Jesse with the thing that. Oh God. That toy that he has, it sounds like a megaphone. The megaphone is still alive. It sounds really loud, Jesse. You are correct. Well, stop that. <laughs> Do you uh, want to say hello, Jesse? Hello. No, not with the megaphone toy. Doug, you need more noisemakers on the show. <laughs> That's it. Stop it. <laughs> You're hurting my ears. Think of the possibilities. There you go. Okay, I think... Do you want to say hello? It's a small house. What can I tell you? There you go. How you doing? All right. How's it going? Going great. I saw you doing, actually, that part in Jacksonville, Florida this year, and uh, I think you had to do it. Todd Todd seemed to be having a little trouble with his voice, so you took over on that part of the song there. We have to listen (laughs) to those. Well, I I have these things that actually were thrown up onto the stage at various points and I would play them through the guitar pickups. If you put any kind of little electronic noise maker up to a guitar pickup, it'll come out of your come screaming out of the amp. So this was probably that could have been one of them. It's funny that you started talking about the noise maker earlier because yes, I've been eavesdropping because I, I got out these toys because I thought you needed more toys. Like this. You've got to be able to sound like this, Doug. Can you hear that? I can. <laughs> I'm in a giant tower. <laughs> Sounds like you're in a cave. That needs some really new radio sounds. I like it. Hook me up. And then, you know, the animals, you got to have... <laughs> <laughs> or one of these traditional DJ-type <laughs> deals. So what do you... How are you making those noises over there? You what you got? Stuff. You know, it's just little mechanical devices. Top Acme stuff. siren. <laughs> anyway, thanks for spending all this time with my beautiful wife. 
We appreciate her being home. Works her tail off. Well, that that has definitely become right. evident, and Michelle was very appreciative of it. I guess you heard that part, right? I'm here to rescue her because she has to sing tomorrow. She has chorus practice. Uh-oh. Had a scratchy throat ever since Deidre's been here. Hi, Dee, if you're listening, daughter Deidre. And Steve in uh, Asheville. Hello. Hope they're listening. So I've come to the rescue. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, she does need a break. I know that's uh, that's going to be tough singing tomorrow with that scratchy voice. Well, we'll see how I do. It's Beethoven, so it's kind of challenging. Um, we'll see how I, if I feel up to it tomorrow night. I hate missing rehearsals, but the concert's still a few weeks away. So I oh, that's good. I was getting worried if you're going to be trying to do some recording or doing a no, live show. No, That'd be no, tough. it's just a rehearsal singing Beethoven's Mass in C Major. In Latin. Speaking of the daughter, um, the big giant choir, you know. Yeah. Y'all had a visit last week, right? Yes. You have How'd to that go? Know that. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the loop. You must be. You must be talking to Liz. Yeah. Uh, yes, she came and visited with us with her boyfriend, Steve. But then she got tonsillitis, and so I think I caught her bug. But she's back in Asheville now. Asheville. Mm-hmm. So came in for a week, and then nah, it's too bad to get sick traveling. That happens a lot, though. Well, she was also working. My daughter's a model spokesperson. She was working at the Javits Center in New York, so she had to go to work for two days with a sore throat. We're quite the mother-daughter team. <laughs> okay, so she has a sore throat and is a spokesperson, and you have a sore throat and are going to change. <laughs> Something's not right with this picture. <laughs> Are Jesse, you still on with us? Should I have asked that question? Get me started. Hey, how do you and Todd decide who's going to get to play some of those guitar solos? Oh, we'll do this all proper sometime, Doug, I'm sure, in the near future. I'm sorry I've been so negligent in getting back in touch with you, but we'll we'll, we'll definitely hook up a whole show. I've, I've been laying back because I didn't want to be the first guy. And then it's like, what, a week later, and you've had, like, everybody on already? <laughs> Everybody's been great, man. It's I figure really, really you don't want to really blow your load here, you blow your wad in the, <laughs> excuse me, in, the, in the opening month, maybe. And, you know, maybe I'll lay back, and, and then you'll have somebody left for December or something. Well, I'm telling you, i still got a long list. i got me a new drummer, sounds like, coming up. <laughs> i got to chase down. i still got Jerry Murata, you know, John Montana from earlier. i got all these people. Jerry, you I know. just saw Jerry today. He split three cords of wood. What a guy. Oh, yeah? There you go. Yeah, he's going to... With a splitter. <laughs> <laughs> Not with them all. There you go. You looking forward to this tour coming up? Uh, most definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Always good to get out and play, yeah, especially with Todd. You know, We're looking forward to seeing you. It, it's a nice little... Texas is. Nice little run here. Nice little uh, holiday run, so... Y'all working on some stuff for next year? Hope so. You never know. Right. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. That's my motto. I got you. But uh, I'm wishing for all the all the right things. So we'll hopefully, you know, get some more stuff going in the new year. And if not, you know what's coming down the line already, as much as we do. So we hope to see you next year. Hope to see you in December. I appreciate you coming to the rescue. Because if you if you don't watch out for me, I'll keep them for five hours. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't want to cut her off so no. so abruptly. So if 
if Lou wants to say anything in closing or anything. There you go. That'll work. Please Mary do. Lou? I'm still here. You want to give us something in closing? I was going to ask you. This may be a good good thing. Well, I want to ask you about your experience with meeting fans. So you've met a lot of them and uh, some of your better experiences or maybe something you might want to say to them, and we'll wrap it up so you can get that throat rested and do some Beethoven <laughs> tomorrow. You wanted to ask me about my experience with fans? With the fans, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, actually, I'm I'm pretty amazed at Todd's fans. They're I I'm not really used. I'm sorry, I've got a cough drop in my mouth now. Um, so I'm sort of like breaking up these words. I'll try to get this more smooth. But uh, I'm pretty amazed at how really really devoted they are to him, and everybody is very sincere and real, and I really, really enjoy that because having been exposed to a lot of the music business, you you bump up against people, well, uh, yeah, I can't really uh, stereotype it from a particular part of the country, but you know, that, uh, there's a lot of phoniness out there, let's say that. And I find that Todd's fans are anything but phony. They're sincere, uh, they're real, and they get the music, and that's that's just so super. I mean, it's just the best kind of fan to have, and they're not in it just because it's you know it's it's the current trend. They're in it. Be, they're there because they get it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all the special fans and the special ones. You know who you are that have shown me kindness and done nice things for me. And I always appreciate it. I really, really do. You know, I don't talk to the fans much, um, well, partly because I'm usually so busy, I don't have time, and I have to keep my focus on my work. But And some people, years back, I remember someone in the tube saying that they were scared of me because they thought I was really tough and you know, like like a really tough, stern, <laughs> distant kind of person. But actually, I wasn't. I was just working so hard, just trying to keep my job together, that I, wa- I haven't been very social. Let's put it that way. But uh, I do really appreciate it, and I do notice all the kindness and you know the good feelings, and and it means a lot to me. So, and I know it does to Todd too. So, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Mary Lou. That's a great way to close the show for you as a guest. I really appreciate it. I know that the Todd fans appreciate you as well. I can speak on behalf of them because I know it's true. I've talked to many of them about this show, and everybody was excited about hearing from you. I know they really appreciate you, just like Michelle does. You have been a great ally for them and for Todd. We appreciate having you on. We appreciate Jesse coming on for a minute with some of his radio sounds that I'll be able to use in the future. <laughs> and uh, Okay, well, I don't care. think my... Friend Liz called in, but if she's listening, Liz, thanks again for the dinner in Dallas. She knows about that. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Liz for helping get you on the show as well. She's yeah, been, she did. She really did. <laughs> she's been a great friend of the show. If y'all enjoyed the show, go by the cookbook that she helped create, the uh, trcookbook.com. Speaking of Todd products, I'm going to make an announcement about that here, so everybody stick with me. Mary Lou, I'll let you run. I know you got to do some Beethoven tomorrow, Jesse. Yeah, i got to suck on this cough drop. Okay, good deal. Okay. Well, thanks so much for being on. Thanks again, Doug. 
I'll say goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. tonight. Hope you enjoyed that. And we've got a few more minutes left here. I'm sorry for the callers that didn't get through tonight. I apologize and for any of them that I had to mute so we could move on to try to get all of them in. But again, just like with Chasm, uh, you get a bunch of calls and all of a sudden the system goes haywire, so I think I missed about two or three callers. But maybe we can have Mary Lou on again. She probably didn't even come close to scratching the uh, the surface of all the stories she could tell. What a great show. Appreciate everybody calling. I wanted to tell you one more thing. I'm just eager to spread the word, even though I probably should wait. But I have decided, after consulting with my friend Liz, who we discussed a minute ago, I'm going to tell the news today. Some of you may like it. Some of you may not. Some of you may think it's odd. Some of you may think it's cool. But I can tell you this. When you see the finished product, you are going to say, this is cool. So i got something new I'm working on. Talk with Michelle about it. This is something that we're going to do. This will not be something for Rugman Radio. It will not be something I make money on. This is a project for the fans. All revenues would go toward the Rungrens. But I am in the process of creating a Todd Rugren bobblehead, and it is going to be awesome. It's going to be rocker style with foamy, Todd in a black outfit, black glasses. You're not going to believe the great job that this company does and the likeness of the people they have done them for. They do them for other rock stars, different musicians, other people. It's going to be awesome. So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to create this thing, and in the process, I'm going to share the proofs and other photos with you, and we will do this together. I should have one anywhere from one to three days. So sometime this week, I will put it on trconnection.com in the forum. I will get EJ to put on Hot Toddies if she doesn't mind. Anywhere else we can put it, and you'll be able to see this thing built, and then you'll be able to get one. It'll be a long time, probably sometime in January, but it's going to be awesome. You can believe that. That is the latest and greatest project from Runger Radio. Again, I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate the first two months. We've had some great guests. We've had some great fans call in. Look forward to talking with you soon. We don't have any things scheduled for next week yet, but we will, so just keep an eye on our website page, rungrenradio.com, MySpace, of course, backslash rungrenradio, TR Connection, Hot Toddies, all those places. You'll find out when the next show is. We're working on some things. Maybe maybe we'll have uh, – actually, what am I talking about? Next week is Roger Powell. I'm sorry about that. It's the week after that. We don't have Willie booked yet. We're trying to see if we can work out with him being in Mexico. But that's a wrap. We'll talk to you on the Roger Powell Show coming up in November. Be on the lookout for it. Thanks again. Shine on.